0: Hello and welcome to the Morning Sports Briefing here at 8am every single morning on New Zealand Sport Radio. So hi, I'm Paul, your host for today. And in the headlines today, Fox Sports keep their wallet closed, Warriors stay put in New Zealand for now, Uh, New Zealand Rugby and the NRPA announced pay cuts and the PGA announced when they will be back. So let's pass straight over. Steve from the Deep South will take us through our football news.
1: Yes, good morning to all the eyes and ears out there today, getting ready to start your day the best way once again with the football news today. Not a huge amount going around in the football world, but we do have round five of the Belarusian Premier League kicking off tonight. The EPL set their dates to finish the season, bizarrely. But first, we have, of course, the 15-year relationship between Fox Sport and Australian football looks set to be heading towards a messy divorce. Thursday was the deadline for the final broadcast payment of the season, but no money has been paid to anyone. This move comes as a major surprise as it was believed Fox were legally required to honour the final instalment and would use that as leverage to pull themselves away from the final remaining three years of the contract. Unsurprisingly, though, neither side of this relationship are willing to talk about what's going on. And they're keeping their feelings quite close to their chest and bottled up inside. And we all know that these two sides are blaming each other for it all going wrong. Fox said earlier in the season that if the season doesn't finish, the league breaks the contract. While the league is saying that if that final payment wasn't made, that Fox has broken the contract. So the two teams are really just bashing their heads against a brick wall. Either way, we're still a week away from knowing any more about the A-League decision, but we have already seen FFA seeking and hiring legal advice already about the matter against Fox. Both parties are set to meet later this week, which could see them actually settle something outside of the courtroom and in a more civil way. But the way these two parties have been going around this year already, it's uh, difficult to see that happening at all. EPL clubs are set to meet today to discuss putting a deadline, a finishing date, on this season Um, so that's going to be the 30th of June with some of the financial and contractual issues to work through and whether they can push them back with the acceptance of players is becoming a bigger problem than they originally anticipated it could see bizarre instances like teams losing players with games still remaining if the season does get back underway more ideas of promoting two championship winners and no relegation next season to recover any broadcasting money is a possibility to happen as well. So we could see some big news out of the Premier League tomorrow or the next day. But as it's gone on most of the season, nothing much changes when these Premier League teams talk together. The only thing they seem to be solving is that they're running out of time to get their season completed this year. And of course, finally, it is the big news of the day. Get your excited hats on because football is back for another weekend in the Belarusian Premier League. We've got two matches tonight with one of the top sides in the the league, Energetic. They will be hosting Stephens Resurgent and They're the first team in action as they are looking to kick off round five like they've done the last two rounds we've followed with big, big wins. The second match tonight has no bearing on any of our teams but it's a Diamond and Minx who are down on 14th and they will be hosting the 11th place, Neman Grodno in the second and only two matches tonight. As usual, we'll have those results tomorrow for you and we have Plenty more matches coming for the next couple of nights as well. Even on our Sunday night, there's going to be four consecutive games. So no excuse not to have a big all-nighter watching Belarusian football. Great idea, Paul. That is me for football as well. And I'll see you all again tomorrow for plenty more news.
0: Thank you very much, Stephen, from the Deep South for giving us our football update. Now, um, later on today on New Zealand Radio Sport, we are going to have an exclusive interview with Tony Lewis, the CEO of Tasman Rugby. So dial in for that at 2 p.m. today, or you can catch the recording as a podcast or obviously watch the recording here on the uh, Facebook page as well. As I hand you over to Stephen from the far north, who will take us through our birthdays for today. Thank you, Paul, and good morning, everybody. This
3: morning in birthdays, an all-black locking legend, a promising New Zealand footballer and a New Zealand I beg your pardon, English-born New Zealand cricket. Roger, and that's where we'll start, Roger Toos is an English-born cricketer who played 16 tests and 87 one-day internationals for New Zealand in the mid-90s. Toos played county cricket for Devon and Warwickshire before joining Northern Districts in the 1989-1990 season before making his debut for New Zealand in 1995. Roger Graham Toos Born this day, the 17th of April 1968, in Torquay, England. He is 52 today. Moving on to the round ball game, Hamish Watson is a New Zealand footballer who plays as a centre forward for the National Premier League Victoria side Melbourne Knights. He has previously played for Lower Hutt City, Hawks Bay United, Grimsby Town, Wellington Phoenix and Team Wellington. Hamish John Saunders, born Watson born this day, the 17th of April, 1993, in Loha. He is 27 today. And finally, a rugby legend. Ian James is a former New Zealand rugby union player. He played 79 tests for the All Blacks. He is the second most capped lock, lock with 79 test caps. He formed one of the most famous locking pairings in the international rugby, often partnering with Robin Brook in the All Blacks from 1992 to 1998. Jones played for Northland, North Harbour and the Chiefs. Ian Donald Jones, born this day, the 17th of April, 1967, in Whangarei. He is 53 today. I should also mention he is a very, very good broadcaster for uh, Sky Television and also an analyst. Good man.
0: And happy birthday to all of them. them. Stay safe in their bubbles. Have a good old party. Moving on then to rugby news, Uh, in Super Rugby News, Sam Whitelock could be available for both the Crusaders and Canterbury due to the Japan Top League shutdown, so uh, yeah, he could be making an early comeback for those tides. Obviously, he'll only be playing for the uh, Canterbury if the All Blacks are playing for their Mid-10 Cup sides this season, which is looking increasingly likely. However, Chiefs fans, don't get your hopes up too much because, unfortunately, it sounds like Brady Ritalik is unlikely to return as he has a longer contract in Japan uh, uh, through to the 21 season. Uh, so you don't expect to see him back on New Zealand shores. In other New Zealand rugby news, um, the uh, New Zealand Rugby and the New Zealand Rugby Players Association have agreed uh, um, pay cuts for the players. The key points are that they're going to freeze all at team assembly and tournament fees For all national teams, excluding the Black Ferns, they're going to freeze contributions to the Player savings scheme, but they are retaining their Kiwi Saver contributions, freezing promotional payments and the vast majority of player performance um, incentives. And then from May the first, freezing 15% of players' 2020 base salary um, for for those who are paid more than fifty thousand a year. They're also um, uh, that'll raise up to thirty percent in September. Um, reductions in funding for other initiatives for players that are um, that are funded by player player payment pool um, will also be uh, reduced, uh, while they still maintaining insurance cover um, and the well-being and development initiatives, which are obviously very important for the players. I guess what we can see there is that we're talking about a fifteen percent cut or thirty percent, and then thirty percent for the players. pardon me. <coughs> um, but they're talking about the All Blacks taking a 50% pay cut, which shows you how much of their pay is down to those assemblies, uh, appearance fees, uh, and also incentives to do well. And let's be honest, the All Blacks do well most years. So that's a, nearly an automatic pickup on most of those incentives. So it shows you that their base salaries, uh, if they get reported, are not their entire salary by any stretch. In other Super Rugby news, uh, the uh, is have been told, apparently, that they will not be playing Super Rugby this year. This comes from Paul Tate, who is, one, who is a big reporter on the, for the Haguarez uh, and is very accurate with his predictions for player lineups. So uh, he's a very good source. Uh, so it sounds like the will not be playing any super, in any part of the domestic Super Rugby pieces um, going forward this year, unfortunately. Moving on to World of Rugby, and uh, the President Bill Beaumont has talked about reviewing the eligibility rules So that players could represent more than one country, this is something that the Pacific Islands, in particular, have been calling for. um, And this does look like a move by him to try and garner some some tier two support uh, in his election campaign. Uh, We might remember that Bill Beaumont was seconded by Fiji, uh, and his running partner Bernard Laporte from France um, has uh, has managed to engineer the. Well, actually, maybe it's not him, but hey, the French have uh, decided to second Fiji's nomination for the executive committee. Uh, this is Francis Keane, um, who is the Fiji Rugby Union chairman currently and brother-in-law to the Fiji president, oh, sorry, Prime Minister, um, Frank Benamara Ama Keane was also convicted of manslaughter um, after punching and kicking a man at one of um, his uh, daughter-in-law's weddings. Um, he ended up going serving only three months in jail for that. You got to question: Is this really the kind of person that we want on the chief executive on, on the executive committee for rugby? In other news, around this, the the votes, Argentina have withdrawn from the twenty twenty seven Rugby World Cup um, bidding process and have thrown their lots behind Australia. Australia were one of the countries that seconded Augustin Pichot's um, nomination for the chairmanship. Um, so, if they're connected, who knows? Um, probably a good time now to remind ourselves of what are um, the rugby values. The rugby values are integrity, passion, solidarity, discipline, and respect. And you've got to wonder, are those at the top of the game following those currently in this uh, election campaign? Moving on to um, Saracen's top players, um, which include Farrell, um, Itoje, and the Venerable Brothers, are being asked to defer 90% of their pay. That's after... Taking a 25% pay cut, the suggestion is that that will be paid back over 18 months to keep the uh, keep Saracens solvent. Um, how this impacts the salary cap is anybody's guess at the moment, because obviously those payments would now be made outside of this window and into the next window, and potentially the window after that as well. So, quite how that all works out, we'll have to wait and see. That is your. Um, rugby update today and boy has it been a bumper edition of rugby i hand you over now to Stephen for the Far North will take us through our league news Thank you again Paul I'm not too sure if those rugby values are being adhered to in the
3: particular sport that I'm about to talk about in uh, one moment However there is some league news uh, Reports are surfacing the Warriors won't be flying to Australia this weekend and it's now feasible that they won't cross the Tasman until much later this month The idea of the team leaving for Sydney this Sunday always seemed like pie-in-the-sky scenario, especially given that New Zealand will remain in a Stage 4 lockdown until at least a Wednesday, but I think that's pretty much changed over the last 24 hours. That would have made it impossible for the club's operations and coaching staff to convey at Smart, which is closed... At this time, and gather all the necessary gear and equipment, let alone the meetings required to coordinate the players before a period away from home that could stretch on for months. But the club needed to flag that possibly of an imminent departure, given that's what would be a, what would have been required to meet the milestone dates under the NRL proposal to restart the competition on May 24. It would see them training while serving their 14-day isolation period in Australia rather than being confined to hotel rooms. The club would need to be in a self-contained facility similar to the one in Phoenix camp last month in North Sydney before the A-League season was suspended. If that proposal comes to fruition, that would take the pressure off the Auckland club to get across to Australia while also leaving the mate. 28 restart as a, a very real possibility but it would be a contingent on special dispensation from Australian border authorities firstly to enter the country and secondly to be able to obtain isolation I do wonder what the changes that's happened in the last uh, 24 hours or so it could be that opportunity and of course our next story is in and around the start of the uh, competition the NRL won't have a revised season structure until at least next week after Friday's Project Apollo committee meeting was postponed. Wayne Pearce's innovation committee had been due to convene on Friday after days of talks between the NRL bosses and the games broadcasters. However, that has now been pushed back to early next week as discussions with Nine and Foxtel to sort through the cost structure and logistics continue. Once discussions with the broadcasters are finalized, Pierce's committee will be tasked with quickly locking in a revamped schedule. The NRL is also expected to pitch its plans to the New South Wales Deputy Premier John Barrilaro next week in what shapes as a crucial few days for the sport. The NRL have every right to pitch government in relation to what the return of the NRL could be, Barilaro said. Does it include the Warriors, the Queensland sides? We don't know at this point. Next week, they'll pitch it to me in their process protocols, their measures in relation to how they protect the community and those players. League officials are still confident they can work towards the Plan 28 restart. The biggest hurdle, though, still appears to be the Warriors. And finally, talks going on between the Players Union and NRL come on Thursday with Australian borders remaining closed and exempt
0: required. So those are an ongoing story for Thank you very much, Stephen. And uh, I'd just like to remind everybody that at eight PM, sorry, yeah, eight PM on Wednesdays we have the best New Zealand sports quiz on radio, which is Do You Know Sport? So if you would like to take part in that sports quiz, find yourself one uh, 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 one mate. Uh, it's teams of two taking each other on. So uh, yeah, let me know if you would like to be part of that. Moving on to other sports news and in baseball, the Auckland tour, tour manager Steve Mintz has uh, reported that they had a near miss with a tornado. Um, he lives in North Carolina, which is part of the Tornado Alley, and a tornado passed over their house. Luckily, he didn't land. He did say he was uh, stood in his doorway and he saw a tornado basically re- destroy his um, neighbour's brick house. He said it was, uh, it was there one minute and then it was gone uh, soon afterwards. So clearly, not only is coronavirus an issue for them. There's other natural there's, uh, uh, risks as well over there. In other baseball news, Major League Rugby might—sorry, not rugby—Major League, Major League Baseball um, <laughs> might be back um, on the sunny on the fourth of July. They have a plan to use Arizona, um, where a lot of the teams have got training bases and training pitches they could use, um, and also there are lots of hotels that are empty down there currently. Um, and whilst we've heard from the president before. That uh, he might want to get want to get sports back. This one came with a little bit more credibility, as it was his chief science advisor that mentioned it on a podcast. Uh, who and he is the or chief medical advisor. Sorry, and he's a person that's been giving guidance in the USA as to their responses. So uh, yeah, major league maybe major league baseball may be back behind closed doors. Um, the fate of in, in tennis news, the fate of the um, this year's U.S. Open will not be decided until June, but it's highly unlikely. Um, that it will be staged behind closed doors. The reason for that is even when the the, uh, the tournament is behind closed doors, there is still it still involves several thousand people uh, to uh, make the event happen. So uh, if you're going to have several thousand people mixing, you might as well have the doors open and have everybody mixing. So I think that it's either going to have to be safe enough for everybody or not safe enough to host at all. In contrast, the PGA, the golfing body, have uh, announced plans to resume in June with the first four of their tournaments to be played behind closed doors in what is a re-jigged schedule. Um, It's going to be a confusing time for golf players as the PGA Tour will end its 2019-20 season and start the 2021 season before it has played two of the majors that are part of the 2019-20 season. So, uh, a confusing time for golfers. Uh, trying to keep track of which season they're playing in. The first tournament back is a Charles Schwab Challenge in Texas, and is scheduled to be take place on the eleventh to the fourteenth of June. That's it, folks. That is your sports news for today. You from your start of the day in the best way, up to speed with all the important news. And don't forget, you can join us here at eight am every single morning to have your morning sports briefing. And we had a special hash rugby chat last night with Willie Jackson going through the best All Blacks 15. He had seen a cracker of a show of that. Um, so you can also catch that one here on the webpage. Sorry, here on the Facebook page, and I will be getting it out as a podcast later today. Stay safe everybody and have a good day in your bubble.